Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another exciting episode of The Pits, Stories from the Depths. What's up, everybody? Glad to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Glad to have you here. That it's is a so great horrible. day in the neighborhood. <laughs> right? Mr. Rogers. Johnny's turning into Mr. Rogers himself. Well, I couldn't find my slippers, so I don't know. Maybe Mr. Rogers has it more together than me. He did get slippers for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know where I, I put them, though. They're Sad. somewhere. I thought I left them in the trunk of my car, but they're not there. It's an interesting a, place to put slippers. Yeah, you know, I, um, I'm i a little scattered. Yeah, you know, okay. I'm all over the place. Life's been tough lately. You, need, you know, sometimes you need <laughs> slippers in your car. I don't know. Well, I wore them. Um, no, what happened was. See, what happened was. I brought the dogs out right. with my work shoes, stepped in shit. Never good. Yeah, and then had to spray them off in the hose, and then, so, I, they were still wet, and didn't want to put, like, the wet, kind of still dripping dog poo shoes in my dog car, poo. so I just wore my slippers to drive to work, and then once I got to work, I put the shoes on the ground, and, well, yeah, that's how that happened. If you lost them, we'll just go back to Walmart, and, <laughs> They gotta be somewhere around here. I, I thought yeah. maybe you took them and put them somewhere. <laughs> that's always how it goes, like... Anytime by always putting them somewhere, you mean like where they're supposed to go, like no. in a drawer or in the closet, or like with all the other shoes. No, I looked. I looked in the normal places where they like should be. That's how I know that I actually did put them somewhere because there's somewhere that makes absolutely no sense. Okay, well, then how often do I say that when I'm looking for something? I'm like, I know I put it in a stupid, stupid place. I know, but I'm saying if I would have moved it. It would have been in the place it's supposed to go. Every every item has its place, has its home. They just want to be in their home. No, I'm an artist. All right, so like I like to operate in chaos. Jesus. <laughs> well, we got a good we got a good topic about some chaos. Some crazy stuff happens, but overall, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. I've been doing um, you know, a lot of comedy open mics and stuff. Right. Um. Hit up Jimmy Max on Monday. Shout out to E. Craig. E. Craig. Yeah. Appreciate you hosting that. Um, so if you're in the Atlanta area, Jimmy Max. Yeah. Up. And then, you know. And I, I was our, like, Alyssa was our server yeah. when I went with you that one time. So Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, and then, uh, the, you know, the strand and stuff on Wednesday, of course. Okay. So I didn't get to tell you. This will be good. I didn't get to tell you last night because... This will be good. Well, first of all, I want to give a public shout out to all of our listeners and everything um, of how much I love you and how much you appreciate what I'm, you know, yeah. supporting me, sitting at home, or, you know, sometimes coming with me to comedy events to sit there for three hours and listen to comedy and, and all that. And, you know, you, I just appreciate you. But That's anyway, so nice. There's this dude. I don't mind doing it, babe. There's this dude last night at Strand that was so fucked up, like just next level, and like he had to be on ketamine or something. Like, what? and he was just like interrupting people, no. and like he signed up. He was last on the list, but he was so drunk, and then he went to the bathroom and threw up everywhere. No. Yeah, Nickelback Rick had to get had to uh, escort him out. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, man, like it's cool if you come back." Just not now. You gotta go. And, yeah. What? Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was, it was was next level. Well, too bad you wrote your name on a piece of paper. I know. It well, was I weird. hope you didn't drive, buddy, because that... 
Well, because if you know the the the, the weather Not situation that, last yeah. night, it was super rainy, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy had like a, a zip up jacket on with no shirt underneath, and then like khakis and Adidas flip flops with no socks, and he had just like a big beard and a ponytail. Yeah, it was weird. Oh my god! And he, I'm I, pretty happy I skipped out. Yeah, and he was with a uh, like a, a black woman too. It was it was just the oddest couple. It was weird. Jeez, what what was she doing while he was? She was kind of just like not really saying anything. Probably also mortified. On drugs. Oh. Yeah, either maybe I don't know. I get. But, I don't know about you. I mean, not saying you know this is out there forever that drugs have or have not been consumed, but. You know, we went to college, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just saying, some people get quiet. I always got a little quiet. Um, but yeah. those kind of drugs, I don't know. I don't, but it, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I I forgot. I wanted to tell you about that. But yeah, you were, you were uh, sleeping at home. So. I was passed out. And yeah. that's why I really, I haven't, I didn't go to either shows this week. Yeah. And because I just have been trying to write stuff like that. So me staying home. Yeah, Not no, it, it's terrible. Good. You can work, and on I kind of feel like I might make you nervous, so uh, I don't always want. I don't know. I'm always nervous, and dude. I don't know. Maybe you have some really mean things to say about me in a joke. And no, actually, anything. it's usually okay. the contrary. It's about how I'm the piece of shit, and no, you're the one that can't say that. <laughs> saved, saved me. So, but um. But I do have shows coming up that need people to come to. March 3rd. Absolutely. March 3rd, doing another set to Laughing Skull. Hopefully, I won't get bumped by Ron White this time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and then um, the following week uh, at Johnny McCracken's uh, Cracking Up Comedy, put on my Mellow Black. Um, second Monday of every month. So come out next Monday, too. I'm going to be there. Heck yes, and then also your St. Baldrick's is yes. coming up. Yes, um, it's towards the end of March, but you can you can find our uh, where to donate at www.stbaldrick's.org nice. slash participant slash FMLENT. Nice. Yeah, or you could just put St. Baldrick's FMLENT into Google and it'll bring it up. Sweet. Yeah, pretty simple, and we'll be posting the link on socials, of course, so like yes. it'll be there. You know, it, it won't be hard to find, so y'all don't have any excuse. Right. We, we got a lofty goal this year. I know. We really need your yeah. help, guys, and it's for childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better cause, really. Mm-hmm. And we're actually um, sponsoring a kid that we sponsored last year as well, and he's actually currently in remission, so. Yay! Yes, positive, That's positive awesome. Things. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well. I think we can pretty much jump right in. What do we got? So, as you guys can tell, this is a little bit new format as far as, like, releasing and video, which is super fun. Um, But I also wanted to let people know that um, with, I don't know, with getting this stuff out, we're like. We're trying. Yeah. I guess. So we do really appreciate all of you guys sticking with us. Um, right. We tried to get the video from episode 11 up and we're having issues. And then our friend died. Um, so 
we got, we did not record episode 12, but this is now episode 13. Yeah. Um, we didn't record episode 12 video. Video wise. Right. Yeah, yeah. We just did audio. We were just like, dude, it's retired. Let's, let's just do it. I didn't look right. <laughs> but that was a really good episode. It is a whole other thing um, with video, too. To prepare. Yeah. I did some old school handwritten notes. Um, but yeah, so th- so this show, we're, we're figuring stuff out, and we're learning, and we're coming along. And right. yeah, we really do appreciate everybody coming along with us and stuff. And I think it's kind of cool to see yeah. the development of stuff. Right. Um, but, so Carolyn does the research. Yeah. I show up and um, tell jokes and interrupt her. That's okay. That's good. <laughs> um, like I said just earlier, I did handwrite my notes. Um, so I'm if I'm a little delayed on the research this time, if he has any follow-up questions, usually I'm just like on the computer and can figure it out. But yeah. this time it's good old-fashioned pen. I like it. That's why like, I spent a solid amount Not of time point. prepping. Because I knew I was going to be writing it out on hand. Um, it's making my handwriting better. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good things. I don't know. I think I could write you a million words practice. and my handwriting is terrible. You need one of those grippies. Uh, I found out John Cena doesn't. don't need paper anymore. Save the trees, dog. Okay. Put it in the well, cloud. True. <laughs> uh, John doesn't hold a pencil correctly. At least the way I was taught. I don't hold a pencil. But one of those little grippy things. Yeah. Um, so I need to get you that. I think well, it would it's help. also that, and it's, it's the way that, like, my brain just processes information. I literally never write the, the same letter, I never write the same letter the same twice. Because, mm. like, I'll write an E, like, I'll go start from here and go, and then I'll go this way, and then I write, like, some letters different. It's just weird. It's interesting. But, yeah. to each their own. However, however gets the job done. Um, but I wanted to say that we're probably going to stick to releasing video content on Fridays. Yeah. Um, and then I like having the episode like immediately available also on audio. Right. Um, I know a lot of you guys start like starting like the week with us, um, which is cool. Um, but this way, you have the whole, everyone has, like, the whole weekend to kind of catch up. Um, but we can also start possibly, like, pre-releasing Monday, if that was really your thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to mess it up for you guys. Again, we're just trying it out, but. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. I think all the housekeeping stuff's done. I think so. All right. So, these two, I definitely know you've never heard of. Okay. You definitely aren't going to mix them up, hopefully, with anybody. <laughs> um, but we are going to be talking about Heloise and Abelor. It's like per, they're are they Parisian. from Narnia? No, they're from France. Oh. Um. So February, that's the season of love. Whoa! Yeah, a little squeaky, squeaky. That sounded interesting. Um, season of love. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of going to be our theme for the month. We're going to be talking about... Cool. I know, you're so happy. This one is just... No, I like, um, I mean, I like love. I just, I kind of like hate the fact that it's being exploited for commercialism. Right, well this, on par with our show, this isn't super happy. Cool. But it's not super sad. It's not, um, murder. There is a little gore. 
I know, guys. You know, this I is America. We love our violence. Here. Well, I, I, <laughs> I tried to stay as positive as possible last week, and I feel like February is a great season to kind of do definitely something a little different. But I gotta keep to the darkness. Yes. But not. No one's getting. No one's getting murdered. Someone could have been murdered, but we'll get to that. All right. Um. So <laughs> this couple is actually going to be one of the oldest, like from the furthest back that we've talked about. Um. Europe is obviously an older country than America, so it, it gives. Um, That's okay. I had to get. I had to. You knock you down a peg after last episode. I know. You're just like waiting. Like, I'm I was like, when she screws up, I'm going to just show everybody I'm not that stupid. Right. All right. So Europe's a different or an older continent. Yeah. Um, the countries there are older. Right. Um, France is older than the United States. Well, I mean, they're probably the same. I know what you mean. Like the culturally, like. There's a, there's room for more from back then because. The only cultures here, unfortunately, we don't have Native American like story, right? Right. Okay. So this couple's from almost a thousand years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, they were considered very scandalous for the time. I'm sure. Would she show her kneecaps or something? <laughs> nope. Um, but she was a nun. Oh, cool. So, um. But one of the reasons I picked this is because she is also one of, like, the most more educated women for the time. Yeah, because that's the only way they could get educations, right, back then? Uh, yeah, like women. The yeah, if they went through the church, that was some of, like, the best schooling you could get. Because the really good schools in Europe that we know today, like yeah. the Ivy League over in Europe equivalent, um, yeah, they weren't around to, like, like 100 200 years after we're even talking about right okay so heloise like her actual date of birth is approximated yeah they didn't it's not like they had just birth certificates chilling in the hospital right? right uh yeah so from 1090 to 1100 okay 80 um and she was born of like a lower social standing, which okay. we'll get into how she came about um, a little bit later. But, and then Abelard uh, was born 1079. I'm like, of course you have a precise year for him. Like, <laughs> there, of course. Of course. Yeah, I'm sure they kept better records of people. Right. And he also was wealthy. born of nobility. Yeah. But, and, you know, nowadays parents... If this was your son, you're probably like, yeah, I know what that feels like. As the son, he was like, you know, born into money. And he was like, I don't want to be a knight. Like, I'm going to leave the nobility and I'm going to go be a philosopher. <laughs> yeah. So he had like the typical, I guess, like college-ish experience. Right. Like, didn't want to go into that the was, family. That was the, I'm not going, I'm not going to be a lawyer, dad. Yeah. I'm going to be a DJ. Yep. There you go. It's a DJ now. It was a philosopher <laughs> back then. It's the same person now. Yeah. Still a thousand years later. I mean, they're French. You yeah. gotta... Mm. You know it's the same dude. Yeah, yeah. They got All a I can picture is Andy going... Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, I understand that. Okay. So, they met when she was a ward of her uncle. Interesting. Yeah. Um... 
His name's Fulbert. Nice. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Um, and so he he was a priest in Paris, and like actually went on to be the priest at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Nice. I almost said Notre Dame. Like the dang southern... Notre I'm Dame, in, Indiana. Yeah. South Bend, Indiana, baby. I'm like in football mode. Notre Dame. <laughs> no. Uh, Notre yeah, Dame. Irish. I know, right? Um, so, <laughs> she like was already pretty well known for being super educated. Um, she actually was like taught by some of the best teachers um, that were in Europe at the time. Um, and her exact age when they met is approximated again because they don't really know when she was born um some people say it was like 17 years old and he was between again depending on right 15 and 20 years older than her but she was either 17 or more likely like based on like some letters and stuff of hers and other stuff she was closer to like 22 okay um when they met but it could be like twenty, twenty-two. Yeah, which I mean, back then it was pretty much like forty. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're only living to be like thirty-five. Right. So, like I was saying, like she had a really good education. She was fluent, besides like her own French language. Yeah. Um, she was fluent in Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. Nice. So, and again, because yeah. of a lot of the texts that they were. Right. Reading, uh, you probably had yeah. to be. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure those, like, early translations and stuff. Yeah, then. and especially being Catholic, yeah. you definitely would need to know Latin, like, yeah. to start. Well, uh, I mean, we were talking about the other night, a lot of, um, you know, older scrolls and stuff are in Greek and a lot right. in Hebrew. Yeah. Um, so she was known among the circles of, like, Barney, you're being excessive. Sorry. Those kids might be knocking on our door. Um, but she was, you know, known to be super smart. Um, and so that could have been one of the reasons that this guy was, like, interested in her. Because he also, at he's that a, time... He's a thinker, too. Yeah. yeah. And was, a, you know, a very good one. Um, so, okay, so at least when he went off and did it, he was like... Well, yeah, and he writes about, like, when they met, and he definitely was like, I'm going to bang her, and so nice. not, so, yeah. All right. <laughs> he, I mean, he knew what he wanted. Yeah, but, um, so, prior to them meeting, he was also going to be a priest, get this, at the same time, like, her uncle was going to be a priest, Yeah. he was like, I'm going to go, right. and also be a priest um and so they're going to be a canon of notre dame god notre dame and which is basically a priest yeah um okay so he was ended up being um master of the cathedral school that was attached to notre dame okay um and universities and schools that were associated with the church were considered the best places to receive an education um he was considered a student of logic, like when he went to school to yeah. become a philosopher or whatever. That's what he originally went to school for. Um, and he was really known for being smart, essentially. Right. And so is she. So I guess you can see the attraction. But at the time, 
logicians were would deconstruct declarative statements of an opponent to decide if their line of thinking was flawed or if it was valid. Um, because there was no printing press, it was basically debates. Yeah. And because there was no printing press to like, write about these arguments, a lot of times they were like public. Yeah. And because he was considered like good looking for the time, um, a lot of people liked him. Um, he also was considered arrogant and right. very theatrical in his debating style. Well, like but, Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about it all the time. He's like, he's like, there's a difference between an educator right. and a debater. Yeah. You know, like it, it's not necessarily the, the the one who wins isn't always right. Right. It's like how you can deliver it. Right. But yeah, so he was, a lot of people did like him and that's probably how he got the job. Like, it's a pretty prestigious job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he had, a like, a autobiographical document um, the, talking about, like, when he first met her. And he stated that they met in 1115. Oh, back in 1115. Um, Good year. When he was going to be a priest at the same time that her uncle was. So, like, yeah. well, I picture it as, like, orientation, whatever Catholic priesthood orientation is like she's like a ward of him living in a house and they're yeah. like all meet and he's like oh she's like super attractive and he stated essentially that they were gonna yeah, yeah. he was intent on seducing her nice is all right yeah uh Rico suave over here <laughs> yeah so get this he essentially told her uncle, Fulbert, she, he was like, I have a house, but it's too expensive while I'm teaching. And, like, I can't afford it. It would be better if I came to live with you. And I'll tutor your ward for free on the house. Finesse. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you... And old Fulbert's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the guy's going to be a priest. Yeah. But like, was it, I don't know. Right. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, who's he telling this, <laughs> I'm going to seduce her things to? Just, just he wrote it, it in an autobiography okay. later. He okay. wrote it in 1132. Okay. They met in 1115. Okay, so he was just like, but that is what he was thinking, apparently. Right. So it started, this is also him. So it started, they were like writing back and forth to each other yeah. on these like wax tablets. So essentially... You would write a, a message on right. this tablet, and then a servant or somebody would go and take that tablet to the person that you're writing to, and then they would like melt it. Yeah, they melt it, new surface, write a letter. Right. So that's how they were communicating. Um, she, because I guess like she didn't want to come off like unintelligent. Yeah. Because like he's an older guy. Um. She actually did like did have some drafts, I guess, of letters to like write back to him. Yeah, because she didn't want to mess up the no thing. So, I mean, she was definitely smitten. Um, but that's like how it started. Yeah. Um, and then they began doing it. Nice. Uh, okay. They began to have an illicit sexual relationship. Not married or anything. Just going to town. Huh? And she gets pregnant. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, 
which I'm sure is like a bagman and a baby at a wedlock with a dude who's supposed to be an, an aspiring priest or whatever. Yeah. yeah I'm that's, glad you can see that. That's not a good look in, uh, what was it, 1115? Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, they're 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 killing people for like a lot less. A lot that. less. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So they had a son and named him Astrolab, Astrolabe, which is a navigational device used to determine a position on Earth by charting posi- the position of the stars. And like, I was reading an article and they're like, "This was very uncommon for the time." I was like, "Oh, so at the time they weren't naming their kid like Apple. <laughs> now, like, it's blanket like things that are so common to name your kid weird names. I guess they they were the original. Astro- they were like the creator of that. Labe. I don't know. I don't know if it's Astrolab. It's A S T R O L A B as in boy E. Hmm. Yeah. So she went to his family's home in Brittany, France. Yeah. Um, and his family has money, so it's not like that was a bad life for a little bit, but she was an educated woman and, like, wanted to get back to... Yeah, doing her thing. Doing her thing, but... She has a life. Yeah, that wasn't going to go over well because her uncle's obviously pissed that all of this is going on. Um, so... He, Abelard agrees to marry Heloise to, like, make her uncle happy, but neither of them are really happy about the idea. Um, she, her reasons were, like, you're gonna be a great priest, like, I don't want to mess this up for you. Right. You know, some people would interpret that. Um, and he's kind of thinking the same thing, but... Will, like still marry her, but are they're gonna do it in secret? Right. So like she's not really open to the marriage, like even a secret one. Um. So they went to Paris to get married. Um. And her the quote that she has about like being a wife is pretty interesting. Okay. Um. She says, the name of wife may seem more sacred or more binding, but sweeter for me while always, while sweeter for me will always be the word mistress, or if you will permit me, that of concubine or whore. Nice. So she would rather be called those things. Mistress, concubine, or whore, other than wife. Concubine sounds nice. It's a really, it's a really interesting way of thinking, and that's why she also is credited for pretty much being like the first like feminist, yeah. kind of. Yeah, I'm about to say that sounds sounds like some something <laughs> that a feminist, modern day feminist. I say. would not ever like to be called a whore, like, yeah. and a mistress. I would never. Now it has a connotation of you're sleeping with someone's husband. Yeah. So that's not cool at all. Yeah. So I don't, I don't agree with her, but. <laughs> Go, good for you. I mean, I mean, for the time, she was, it was good, like, she was educated, a lot of women for the time didn't have it, and she's able to speak her mind yeah. relatively, um, but her, no one cared, they had to get married anyway, it was her uncle who probably was just sitting in the corner, like, arms crossed, <laughs> making sure everything went off without a hitch, just angry uncle, angry Man. uncle Fulbert. And I if, mean, that's but 
that's his own fault. He he literally he brought the the fox in the hen house, man. He was unsuspecting. Like this guy is going to be a priest. Yeah, I would still be. And he's probably closer to her uncle's age. Yeah, I exactly. I'd be like, no, live in your own house, dude. You want to sleep with my ward, who or sorry, niece, but. Okay, you're you're still aware. You're like, okay, <laughs> I have... 15 years younger. I have this niece. Right. I don't want to bring another dude. Like, if if I had my niece staying in the house, I wouldn't even right. want to bring, like, my... I wouldn't be, like, it wasn't tell house. my buddies to come it hang out It was a church. House. It was, like, the Cathedral of Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame. So they had, like, separate houses until he was like, no, mine's too expensive. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But no, I'd be, like, be, be like, that's your problem, dude. That's true. That's true. Okay. I mean, that's true. Um, so they ended up, like, separating when they got back. Yeah. He ended up getting his own place. And she went to his uncle's to, like, try to have the appearance that nothing happened. And Cool. Yeah. Real slick. Yeah. Well, rumors started coming up again and it didn't help because Heloise was like I'm not a bride this is my baby like she didn't she didn't care <laughs> yeah she's just out there yelling like hey I'm I'm an unwed mother yeah. Shit. yeah yeah and this made her uncle pissed so um yeah because if you if that does happen they're like you're lucky to be alive now go stay yeah. in the house yeah. forever forever yeah um so Abelard actually ends up taking her to, um, like, a convent. So, her uncle gets pissed at that, but technically, at that time, this is awful, and also why I don't mind her, the quote, as much in this context. So, wives at that time were literally property of their husbands. Yeah. And that's how the law was written. Yeah. So, in that context, I would not want to be a wife because I'm not, it's, like, you're, if you're someone's property, you're essentially someone's servant. Yeah. So that I I understand, and I don't know it. It probably was for her own good, based on what happens to Abelard. <laughs> like yeah. this guy does seem angry, so he might have had the right idea in like getting her out of there. Right. Um, but like to protect her. The convent that she went to was called Argentile, I think. And that's where she was actually raised. Okay. So she was born out of, like, and this is why her date of birth isn't approximate. So she was born out of a pretty scandalous affair between her mother, who is believed to be a nun, and somebody who obviously was higher up. So her mother, they think her name is Hersent. Um, was at a convent called uh, St. Eloise, and the convent ended up being shut down by the Bishop of Paris in 1107, so shortly after she would have been born, um, after widespread misconduct, sexual misconduct was reported. So any children of those affairs would, it was reported, were sent to other convents to be raised by more obedient nuns. So nuns that Uh, weren't sleeping around so she pretty much just got shipped but i'm like they could have also been raped so i don't exactly agree with that either right um but that's why 
she was probably raised in the Samari Argon Argentile okay. convent. So okay. yeah, that's she ended up going back where she grew up, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, even though it was in his rights uh, to do so, Fulbert was super angry. Um, and took some interesting revenge that I think any, like, father probably wishes he could do to somebody that impregnates their daughter. But, I got a quote here. Um, Abelard wrote again in, like, the autobiography, I guess. Okay. One night, as I slept peacefully in an inner room in my lodgings, they bribed one of the servants to admit them and there took cruel vengeance on me of such an appalling barbarity as to shock the whole world. Uh, associates of Fulbert cut off the parts of my body whereby I had committed the wrong of which they complained. Oh, so he cut off his... His... Historians believe that Avalar was not fully castrated, but only his testicles removed. The method that they did this in would have been similar to that used on farm animals, where they would tie a rope around the sack and then, like, with a sharp knife, extract the glands. Oh my gosh. Um, and the cord is left tied in order to staunch the bleeding. Jeez, man, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's if you thought this was lot. gonna be like a love story, <laughs> poor bastard. Yeah, that's rough. Oh my gosh! I mean, Fulbert don't play. No, Fulbert is about that life, right. dude. Yeah, that's some real gangster shit right yeah, there. He felt oh my like gosh. an idiot, and you felt betrayed, and. And he's like, I'm gonna get your balls. I mean, he was he wasn't there though, right? Like he just hired just said, yeah, his associates. So I mean, they might have taken a little bit of like creative liberty ah. on that. And what if he was like he's to like, go I want straight you to... for the balls, not just chop the old dick and balls off? And to be so clinical about it too, like you knew you knew exactly what you were doing. Like yeah. you have either done that method before right. or learned it from somebody who had. Like you knew what you were doing going in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Uh-huh. So, um, I guess his justification for all this was that his family had been dishonored. Um. I mean, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so, when people got to, like, hearing about what had happened, um, they, I think his memoir says that because he was, like, a well-to-do guy, yeah. When they found out what happened to him, everyone was like, oh my gosh, and felt bad for him. Yeah. Like, I can't believe someone would do this. Um, and even though a lot of people were mad, he ultimately lost his position at the school because at that point, everything's out. Like, you yeah. just had your you can't be balls removed. Yeah. Um, so, he, like, gets his balls taken and then, um, the other guy, Fulbert, yeah. the bishop orders um, all his possessions and assets were to be seized, and he also lost his position, but apparently it was for less than two years because his signature apparently reappeared on official documents in April of 1119. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they weren't supposed to really have assets as priests. They're not. But this is early. Okay. This is when a lot of bad feelings about the church are starting. Yeah. Um, and that I've got some some things on too. Okay. But yeah, this is when like lifestyle choices. You know, we joke about it now, like the mega churches, how those people of the cloth are living like yeah. their own life. But this was ridiculous. And especially with Catholic, the Catholic religion, you give confession to a priest. Right. So they're much more elevated. Where being Protestants, we believe we can say that straight to God. Yeah. So you take that and you can see where people get a big head. Well, I mean, it might Jesus be- said that too. Well, yeah, but he was Jesus, and these are human beings. Yeah. Um, and then also the whole paying for your sins yeah. to be—it's corruption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty unclear exactly what happened post castration um, between the two of them, like immediately after. Um, but many think that Abelard was like go be a nun yeah. like take the vows you're already at the convent like take the vows be a nun which would essentially be them divorcing yeah um what happened to the kid he went to be raised by family the Avalar's family because they were more well to do yeah um so at least he got to go and have a good life yeah but not a whole lot is written about him like yeah. there's only really one letter that's written about him, and I mean, for the time, he would have a mark on him for being born that way. Yeah, like she was already born, kind of like not so great. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like going to live in a convent and being raised in a convent is not. Yeah, you know, it's not a like sound of music. It's right. probably very <laughs> difficult. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's essentially an orphanage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't have fire stations. Yeah. So other people are like, after the whole incident happened, he was kind of like terrified and was like, you need to go be a nun so yeah. that nothing like worse happens to me. So that's also another theory out there for you. Um, okay. So they went to go their separate ways. Um, she is at that place where she was raised and like goes on to take vows. And he actually goes on to take vows too, um, and become a monk. So he entered the monastery of the Abbey of St. Denise, uh, soon after his recovery from. Nice. Yeah. I mean, he has to say celibate, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there he apparently kept causing a bit of a stir. Uh, he wrote a treatise on the Holy Trinity, which can, was condemned as heretical by church authorities. Um, and so he obviously ended up having to leave and settled in an area um, by the Seine. Um, it's now considered the Aube District, northeast France. Hmm. Um, around 1122, he actually founded his own religious community, which he called the Oratory of the... Paraclet. So called. It says religious community. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so 
he was a few years later elected as abbot of Abbey of St. Gildas in Brittany, which is where he uh, was raised, where his former wife had their baby, um, and actually ended up arranging for Heloise to take over where he was prior to that. Yeah. Um, because he learned that somebody came into that convent that where she was raised and uh, it was a local bishop and he like came, like came by the property through really suspicious means and then kicked everybody out. So the nuns didn't have anywhere to go. Um, hmm. Yeah. So when she came to take the position over of Paraclet at, the convent, she had already advanced to the position of prioress, which is the second in command to the abbess, which she eventually she was. Like it's like that's the head position. It's like the right. best, the best nun you can be. Um, so he kind of like I don't know, still like thought about her for the position. Yeah. Um, and that's actually when they start writing back and forth. And a lot of their writings are um, examined, like, I don't know, not like, well, I don't, not star-crossed lovers, but, right. you know, in the same, like, poems about love and, like, different things like Romanticizing that. Romanticizing it, maybe? Yeah. Um, but their letters to each other are, like, studied and, like, published places because they're nice to each other. Um they, like, never lived together again or didn't, and didn't have contact for actually 12 years. Um, but she learned that he wrote about their story in something called Historia Calamitatum, which is Story of My Misfortunes. Um, and she was like, oh, hey. Like, yeah. you wrote about me. Yeah. Um, so, in letters to follow, she, like, when they were corresponding, she professed like she still loved him very much and said that the hours that she had to spend in like super deep prayer were because she couldn't stop thinking about him like sexually. Nice. So, Alright. Yeah. Um, so they would like write back and forth for several, several years until he died. Um, and then she remained the abbess of the Paraclet until her own death, May 19th, 1163. Um, so a lot of what are considered like daughter houses mm -hmm. were opened um, in France that stemmed from like her congregation, I guess you can call it. Okay. Um, but they were all destroyed in the wave of anti-religious sentiment during the French Revolution, which yeah. is kind of what I was getting to. Because, um, like, with the kings and queens, you also have religion, because they're very much governed by religion. Like, God, to them, like, God ordained you to be king, which is why right. bloodlines were so highly contested. Um, so they were, um, apparently, this is also debated. So the Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris, there's a monument. Um, and it has both of them, yeah. but it's unclear whether they're both actually there. It's more likely just Abelard's there. I don't know why. Right. Um, so Astrolab actually ended up going into religious life also, 
and served as abbot of a monastery in what later became Sweden. And that's really the last. Cool. So he just was like, peace out, I've had the Scandinavia, I'm done with this. The French people there. are crazy. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'd say it's a little calm in Sweden. Yeah. Switzerland. Switzerland, is Switzerland, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, later became what, it was the abbot of a monastery and what later became Switzerland. That's so. Okay. May cool. have been like the wild, wild west over there. I don't yeah. really know the history of Switzerland as well as I do a lot I of mean, other countries. I mean, it's just hella white people, I think. Yeah. Like, that's like the original white people. Yeah. Yeah. From Switzerland, Sweden, Scandinavia. Yeah, Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings. Original white people, for sure. Mm. And then we just became stupid. <laughs> we used to be badass Vikings. Anywho. I thought we became better. You think that was a decent love story? Didn't no. bore you too much? <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. But like, you're like I, oh, we're going to talk about love. This is the worst day of my life. I mean, that's the thing, though, is it just kind of sucks that they're like, they couldn't just like have their relationship, you know, like they obviously wanted to be together. Well, maybe they shouldn't have had their relationship. Yeah. Like if you're going to be a priest, number one, two He's 15 to 20 years older than she is when she's only been alive 20 years. Yeah, I mean... And you're sleeping in someone's house. Yeah, he definitely and snaked fucked his their way ward. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely snaked his way in there, so... But, I mean, Fulber got him back. People would, <laughs> I mean, people would agree with you. They're like... It's not really like Romeo and Juliet status, but a lot of people are like... They're I'm such just, good lovers. They're I, such a good love story. It's not like I'm infatuated with it. I'm just like a big believer in I want everybody to find their happiness and find yeah. their person or whatever. And obviously, because they reconnected after the fact. That's true. Obviously, these two cared for each other, loved each other, were at least attracted to each other. Yeah. So, like, they should be able to explore that. I mean, he can't be a priest anymore, obviously. He went on to be a monk. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. We can talk about that, about whether or not <laughs> priests should marry. I think they should. But. I think now there's new, just like a lot of religions are separating, coming up with their new rules for whatever. I think some priests, like, when we went to Mitchell's funeral, the priest had a wedding ring on. Yeah, yeah. So. If, but if marriage is biblical, then it just, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get theological. We, we could ask Billy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about Catholicism. I went to Catholic middle school, not yeah. being Catholic, but I only know it's so interesting much. Interesting. It's different. I only know so much. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I hope you enjoyed our episode about love. <laughs> um, hopefully you didn't stop it as soon as you heard that, like Johnsy would have. Because No. Uh, well, here's the thing is, I know... Every man who's out there listening to this definitely grabbed grabbed their cross. You love love. You're such a lovely person. I do. Well, I'm a fan of it. I mean, I definitely have it. I have it for people in a multitude of different ways. And I think love is um, it's something that shows itself and so just manifests itself in different ways. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. And like, you can be a friend in love, and you can be, you know, yeah. A spouse in love or be a daughter in love. So true. Yeah. 
That's cool. You're so sweet. Doesn't always have to be romantic love. I know. It is Valentine's though. Yeah, and just to let you guys know, we've never celebrated Valentine's Day. So I know we're gonna we're, we're pretty, gonna go to Joel's uh, comedy show. Yeah, we're pretty like gross, cute sometimes. I gotta admit, but <laughs> no Valentine's usually for us. I guess you have to get me like a little flower or something if we're going on a date. Yeah, we are going on a date to a brewery to watch Joel. Joel Byers. Joel Byers. We gotta get a new calendar so we can put this stuff on there. I know. Also, Comedy Heartbreakers, the night before at Strand. Nickelback Rick's been on a big show in the big theater. Nice. That's exciting. A bunch of my friends from the Strand will be there. So, y'all go check that out too. Alright, guys. We will see you this time next week. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Day. Week. Weekend. All that. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Seinfeld.